And welcome to America's Web Radio. My name is Doug Dahlgren. And this You're listening to America's Webradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Webradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Webradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And good morning. Welcome to the prologue. This is Doug Dahlgren, and I thank you very much for tuning in. Live radio can have its issues, and today is an absolute perfect example of that. We had a guest scheduled, and everything was going along perfectly up until uh, late yesterday when I received a email message that my guest for today has what we would call a very, very bad summer cold, even bronchitis-type symptoms, and he's been advised by his doctor to uh, stay in Iraq for a few days and uh, basically take it easy and not stress himself. So while we do have Dr. Max Corson on the schedule for uh, a few weeks from now, uh, he will be here then to tell us about his exciting book, Dixie Mafia Gangster, The Audacious Criminal Career of Willie Foster Sellers. But in the meantime, um, we apologize for the delay, and we're going to discuss some current events. And, of course, I'm never at a loss for opinions. You can ask my wife or anybody who's ever been around me. And I hear that David Moxley, our station owner and engineer today, uh, also has a few opinions of his own, and sometimes he can be coaxed into bringing those forward. So what we're going to do is get to the news. There are a number of items that are out there today uh, that are worth bringing up. So we're going to do that in just a second. But let me make sure David's there with us. Good morning, David. How are you? You here? Well, well part of me is here. I, I don't know which part. Uh, just like uh, Dr. Carson said the other night on the uh, debate or after the debate, you know, he operates on half a brains or and uh, I may be in that situation. He may have done an operation on me I don't even know about. Somebody beat him to you, huh? Somebody beat him to beat me to him or him <laughs> to me or something. Who knows? Oh, or it well, may just a, be that I'm just older than uh, dirt and uh, Moses was a good friend. I don't know. That could be, too. I'm starting to feel that way, especially early in the morning. And then when we have guests that uh, get sick on us, that's that's bad. By the way, something I left out, uh, Dr. Corson, if you are managing to listen, we sure wish you well. And uh, we do look forward to having you on uh, so everybody can hear about this terrific. It's a biographical, historical type uh, book. I don't want to call it a novel because it actually is a true story. And it is uh, letters exchanged from Dr. Corson to uh, Willie Foster Sellers. And this guy has some personal things I found out. I just got back uh, from a short trip, David, down to Florida in the Jacksonville area and went through Baxley, Georgia. And uh, Baxley happens to be the uh, the stomping grounds where this Willie Foster Sellers is from hmm. and also Dr. Corson. So I've got family down there that knew this character. And, uh, of course, it was before he became this notorious bank robber. But I've got family that knew him quite well. And uh, they added stories to it. And, in fact, uh, a couple of the folks mentioned in the book are actually relatives of mine. So uh, I really do look forward to being able to bring Dr. Corson and his story uh, to everybody out there in the listening audience. This doesn't Uh, mean you have a tendency towards bank robberies, does it? Not so far. I'm still young. But so far I have not had any desire to do that. Well, you know, we could do a remote from a, a pen, a, a jail cell, I guess. 
you know, as much as I appreciate the offer, I'm I'm going to pass on that. I think we'll we'll try to keep doing it from the office here and keep things straight. What is in the news today? My goodness, it's just with with uh, since the November. Uh, Doug, did I lose you? I believe we did lose Doug. I'm, I'm, I hope. Yeah, Doug. <laughs> What happened there? Are you kidding, or are you? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Yes, no, I'm not kidding. Uh, we lost you for a second. Oh, I don't know. Skype may not like me. I'm not sure, but we're here now, right? We're we're here. Yes. Okay. Well, what I was saying is, uh, it's gotten to be fun to wake up in the morning and just see what has happened in the news, especially since the elections of back uh, last November. Uh, it just seems like something crazier and crazier every morning. Uh, I turned on uh, the old standard bearer Fox this morning, and they're live from Havana, raising the American flag over the uh, embassy in Cuba. Hmm. Now, it appears, uh, folks, that we just don't need a Congress at all anymore. Uh, Mr. Obama's just running roughshod over everything, and these elected officials that we have sit and do absolutely nothing about it. Uh, for fear of upsetting is about all I can understand. For fear of upsetting those on the left, Mr. Bonnier and Mr. McConnell are actually worse than Pelosi and Reid ever could possibly be. Do uh, you have any take on that there, David? Not other than uh, I continue to take my blood pressure medicine um, due to the fact that, that uh, you know, we we heard all these promises of if you'll elect us, we'll do something about it. Put put uh, the Republicans as a majority of the Senate, and uh, we'll do something about it. And as uh, some of the folks, well, I think this is the exact answer to Donald Trump right now. People are sick and tired of getting all these promises that turn out to be a bunch of hogwash, hot air, nothing, and. Um, yeah, very upsetting. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm appalled at the fact that uh, we're raising the flag in Havana. Uh, you know, so needless to say, I stay very upset with Congress. Uh, I, you know, I stay upset with the administration, but I've, I've sort of switched to more Congress in the administration. I can't stand Obama. I think he is a crook. I think he's the worst thing that's ever happened to us. But Congress had a chance to get us set and do something, and they've done nothing. Well, that's the truth. Well, I've got a whole section here that we'll talk about on Mr. Trump in a little bit. And, and what you say is exactly right. Uh, you know, he's, he's captured the feeling that a lot of us have, and due to political correctness, uh, a lot of us are afraid to say anything. And I think that identifies the country today when we are supposedly free to speak our minds, and yet we are truly afraid to do so. Uh, whether it's in business contacts or church or wherever it is, people are concerned to say what's on their mind, for they'll be treated like Mr. Trump is being treated. But anyway, we'll get, we'll get to that in detail in just a minute here. Something else that was in the news that I'm just really, just makes my heart flutter, uh, Hillary's server, Miss mm -hmm. Clinton, her email server has been confiscated by Mr. Obama's FBI. What a relief. So now all we have to do is wait, and Mr. Obama's Justice Department is going to decide exactly what to do with it and her. So 
should we hold our breath, David? Do you think uh, there's anything that's going to come of that that's any good? My opinion on this is that uh, the Clintons and the Obamas uh, are worse than the feud in, in Arkansas or in Tennessee or wherever it was. Um, I think he's about to put her under the bus, and uh, he really? knows it, and I, I think this is all in. He can't control Hillary or particularly Bill. He can control Biden. And, uh, you know, his comments, his kiddingly quote-unquote comments about a third term, I think he's going to put her under the bus. I, I have said, and you can go back to old shows that, that I've been invited on or that Dan and I have done, I have said for almost a year now Hillary is not going to be the Democratic nom- nominee. Uh, I didn't know how she was going to be had, but after Benghazi, I started smelling a rat, and I think uh, I think she has been set up, and I think Mr. Obama is going to let go of the dogs on on the Clintons. Um, so that it, hatred is more important than the ideology. Well, I think uh, I think there's a hatred there, but I think the what he wants is a is a way to control a third term, and uh, you know whether it's quote unquote really a third term or it's his person that's running or you know that he's running in as president uh, obama i don't think wants to step down there is a scary scenario that i'll throw out and i know you're going to laugh at it and think well <laughs> he's over the hill now but constitutionally you and i both know that uh, there is a constitutional amendment that a president can only serve two terms correct absolutely okay but now this is a this is a big but it might have two t's on the end i don't know but it's a big but um here is a scenario biden runs for office wins presidency has joe schmo as vice president two months into the term of office joe schmo resigns Biden appoints, and that's the president's prerogative at the at that point. Appoints Obama to be his vice president. Two months after that, Biden resigns, and who have we got? Now I know that sounds like an extremely far out thought. No, but I'm going to call. I'm going to call this one. This is a poker match here. I'm going to call you on that one and say the problem with that is there's too many rules, too many laws that are being followed by people who don't care about our laws. And I think that your your end result is dead on, but the way he's setting things up over there right now with this treaty of his, which is absolutely useless, and the Mideast and Iran and all of this kind of stuff, I can really picture a war breaking out over there that we're involved with and the declaration in this country of martial law, and that's not spelled like a uh, deputy marshal, that's M-A-R-T-I-A-L, and under martial law, the current president declares that we just don't have the money or resources to spend on an election next year. And very much like uh, his counterparts down in South America, he will declare that he will let us know when it's proper and appropriate to hold elections. And until then, he's just going to maintain what he's doing. 
Now, what do you think of that? I I don't want to get too far into it, but I think you'd have uh, big pieces of equipment immediately on the White House grounds, and they'd have these long tubes on them. Uh, I think at that point uh, uh, there w- we would be a, a, at at the point of a revolution. I would hope you're right, but I tell you what, these people out here today, they seem content with a free cell phone, three hots in a cot, and maybe a chance to see a doctor for free every now and then. I'm concerned about the majority of the American public and whether they're willing to stand up and do anything. Uh, and that's the truth. There's a lot of talk and a lot of beer paint cans popping, and we're number one. But I tell you what, I don't know if these people would stand up and do anything. Well, Now's I, the time for sure, but I, I don't know. I, in my opinion, I think you have uh, that majority of now it's, what, 52% that have their head in a very dark place. But if you just take 40%, and we've got 22 million veterans, we've got a lot of folks that are survivalists now, uh, and we have military folks that <clears throat> aren't going to tolerate it. So... Yeah, I th- I think it would be I think it would happen, uh, Doug. I hate to do this, but uh, oh, I was going to cut you off. Oh, okay. We well, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, you ain't my here. wife, you know. We're here, we're here with David Moxley. We're on the prologue, and we're doing a little special edition this morning. Uh, we will be back after these short messages. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. From Doug Dahlgren an action series that grabs you and won't let go. Four members of Congress all die within months. Each death appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary war heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search uncovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun, Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, in Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And we're back on the prologue. Well, good morning. An interesting version of the prologue. I didn't hear three, two, one, so I'm standing here with my mouth open. Uh, we are here this morning, folks. If you tuned in to hear Dr. Max Corson, 
We want to apologize, and he does too. He's under the weather, bronchitis, bad, bad cough and cold this morning. So he's not able to bring us his great book, uh, Dixie Mafia Gangster. But we're going to have him rescheduled, and we're going to try to have him on about mid-September if everything works out, and you will want to tune in then and hear about that terrific book. In the meantime, our station's owner and board operator this morning, Mr. David Moxley, has joined me. We're kind of talking about current events and things. We were talking about Miss Hillary's server, and we kind of got off onto other scenarios there. But basically, with the server, David, do you really think they're going to find anything? <laughs> uh I have my doubts. Well, I, no, I, I, I take that back. They, they're more than capable of finding, even if it's been erased. And, and I don't know if you heard today, there was mention of a of a company that was controlling her server, and they, they are quite, quite, this was on Fox, quite questionable as to their integrity. Did you hear anything about that? No, no. And they're the ones that... Uh, had the server and they're the ones that uh, you know they they're giving it up you might you might <clears throat> i can't do it while i'm on the air but <clears throat> if you have the uh, if you can you might just uh, google that uh hillary server uh, and they they said the name and i didn't write it down and my memory's not that good <clears throat> well these people have been questionable and if they hand over the server and they and it's blank there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of things happening. And that Uma, or whatever her name is, that was attached to Hillary's hip, she's law- lawyering up, so she knows that, that something about to hit the fan. A lot of smoke out there, isn't there? Well, let's go back to your original scenario there that you think Obama's going to throw her under the bus and add to it what you said a minute ago, that yes, although it has been wiped clean as far as what you and I could find on it, there are ways. I don't think a, a, a magnetic disk drive could ever be wiped clean. They can they can find out what was on there. And, uh, again, this gal, the question really is, was she that arrogant? Did she really think that she could do this and just skate past everybody? And I think the answer is yes. Oh, I do, too. I think I, they... They, they are the aficionados of, uh, I don't want to get graphic, but there's a term about something not stinking. And I think mm-hmm. I think they are, I think Hillary and, and Billy are both that way. Well, I'm looking uh, on Google now, and I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of our listeners' time, but they can look it up themselves. I don't see that company you're referring to, but I don't doubt it one minute. I'm sure that that, that type of thing's going on. Um, so anyway, we can hope that maybe someday in our future we'll see Miss Hillary and Lois Lerner sharing a jail cell together in nice hot orange outfits. Wouldn't that How's be that nice? Sound? Oh, I'd love it. I'd that love it. Great. What else is in the news? Oh, this is good. Now, you're from Texas. David is from Texas, folks, so we're going to hold him accountable here. <laughs> uh, Jefferson Davis and the Charleston shootings. Now, I really I had no idea that he was there, but apparently he was. Because the University of Texas has announced that it is going to move the statue of Confederate President Jefferson Davis away from the center of campus. The century-old Davis statue has been the target of vandalism and has come under fire as a symbol of racism. State government and businesses around the country 
have removed Confederate symbols following the killing of nine black church members in Charleston, South Carolina, this past June. You know, in my neighborhood, uh, it's hard to find the Confederate flag. And I'm so proud of that. I mean, those flags, I can remember seeing those flags running up and down the street. Some of them had poles on them, and some of them didn't. But they were running around just beating up folks. And now those flags are gone. It's Don't you feel better? It's just the way we're reacting to this is so silly. Appeasement. We always choose appeasement rather than trying to sit down and talk to somebody about how stupid your idea is. So here we are taking Jefferson Davis's statue down. I hear in other parts of the country they're digging up dead Confederate heroes and moving them. What have we become in this country? Seriously. Well, I, I've got a real simple answer for it, and, and this goes back many, many years ago uh, to a gentleman named Dr. K. He was a professor at, uh, at um, Lubbock Christian College, and he came to speak to my junior high school class, as a matter of fact. And Dr. K said, you don't ever have to worry. This was back in the middle of the Cold War. He said, you don't ever have to worry about Russia bombing us they're going to take us from the inside out. They're going to start at the universities and work their way down. Now, the answer to your question, what have we got here? What we've got here is a population that is uneducated. And every day that goes back or goes by, our kids, our grandkids are being taught less and less and less. And if they're even taught if they even have a history class, it is this rewritten history. And I'm sorry, Doug, but the word history means what happened in the past, and you don't rewrite it. Now, we are there are people that are rewriting it, but this what's happening with the with the Confederate flag and so many other things, it's because people have been dumbed down. The, the generation, I don't even know all the damn names, uh, you know. We're the, I can understand the, the boomers, but uh, I can't understand. I don't know the G and the X and millenniums and well, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But they well, have been dumbed down to they don't know the truth. Oh, no, no. And appeasement is the name of the game, and it's been going on for 30 or 40 years. Uh, we have been too busy as a culture or a class, if you want to go there, uh, we're too busy raising families and trying to start businesses and making money. And when another group would start kicking the door and laying on the floor and throwing a fit, our object was to just give them what they want, give them something, appease them. Uh, what hurt? You know, what harm can that be? And now look where we are some 40 years later. Uh, the appeasement has just gotten worse and worse. And, of course, appeasement never satisfies anybody. But we, we're, you know, we, can't, we can't go there. Uh, education, you mentioned. Absolutely, the education is non-existent anymore. And you add to that a news media that doesn't report everything or changes what they report. There's a story this morning I know that you're on to. Uh, I call it no news is good for the left news because it's the type of thing that Mr. Obama just really would rather not talk about. Uh, I know you're aware of the story of the landmines in South Korea. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, would you? Well, this happened about three days ago, to my understanding, and 
Uh, everybody, or I say everybody, you and I know what DMZ means, demilitarized zone. And um, both the North Koreans, they have their side of it, and the South Koreans have their side of it. And in any guard situation, uh, you have your patrols going up and down on your side of the fence or on your side of the demilitarized zone. And um, North North Korean forces uh, within the last four or five days went into or onto the South Korean side of the demilitarized zone and uh, buried landmines. And so... Three days ago, um, one South Korean soldier, as he was on patrol, stepped on one of the landmines, lost both legs, and as his buddy or his uh, other guard ran towards him, he stepped on one and lost one of his legs. So both both are, have been maimed. Now, I found out about it uh, through a source, and and. It's all over the news, obviously, in South Korea. In my interpretation of it, this was an international incident where North Korea has breached and has, not only to the two that were maimed, but also, you know, they have, they have broken whatever agreement we have. And it didn't make it made the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times in small articles. Um, our president should have come forth and said, we're not going to tolerate this. We still have approximately 30,000 members of our armed forces. These were not Americans. These were South Koreans that were hurt. But does that really make any difference? They're, well, it does, because they, they happen to be our allies in South Korea, which the word ally has been taken out of this administration's vocabulary. Oh, of course. But, uh, yeah, it, it so makes a big difference. Let me draw a picture for the folks out here who may not have heard about this. Now, what David's talking about, that uh, DMZ is two-and-a-half-mile strip of land that separates North and South Korea, two-and-a-half miles on its own. These mines were 1,400 feet south of the southern border of that line. So they were into South Korea, and they exploded on two set staff sergeants. Uh, hurt them rather badly. But the news, the real news of this is that it's not news. It's not being carried. Where'd you say you saw it? Wall Street Journal and uh, even and in the, the New York, York Times, Times, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, that's amazing that they would even touch it. Yeah. But, but again, you, you're not seeing this on your NBCs and your CBSs and all that because they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to bring up something embarrassing to Mr. Obama. And uh, they obviously don't want to call an Islamic terrorist an Islamic terrorist, and uh, so they're not going to. And this guy over here, this kid is nobody to screw around with, excuse the vernacular here. But this, this kid running North Korea is certifiable. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, well, if there's a button could be pushed on him, somebody needs to shine it up or something, but... I mean, he is definitely, when he feels he has the power and the position to do something drastic, he will do it. He won't hesitate. And I think this is just a sign of trying to see what can he get away with, you know. Well, I will say that uh, this is, there are two times during the year that that we have exercises in South Korea, and and a large exercise, quote-unquote, maneuver, 
is will be beginning um, this coming Monday. So, you know, like you said, I think he's always sticking his toe in the water to see uh, what the temperature is. And it's getting warmer because the report indicates that those explosions last week were the first of that type in over 48 years. So he is uh, pushing the boundaries. Well, listen, it's time for another break, David. Uh, so this is Doug Dahlgren. I'm on the prologue. We've got a special program today. We're discussing the news of the day, and uh, we'd like to hear from you, Doug, at DougDahlgren.com, if you've got a comment. Or we'll they, by, by the way, they can also do uh, the prologue at America's Web Radio. Oh, cool. The prologue at America's Web Radio.com. Excellent. All right. David, let's do those uh, short news breaks, and folks will be back in just a minute. From Doug Dahlgren, an action series that grabs you and won't let go. Four members of Congress all die within months. Each death appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary war heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search uncovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun, Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, in Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. Hi, I'm Ray Bowman, hoping you'll join us each Friday at noon for our new show, Food and Farm, brought to you by FeedstuffsFoodLink.com, only on America's Web Radio. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we are back. Good morning. My name's Doug Dahlgren. We're here on the prologue. We're doing a special edition this morning. We had a guest lined up, and uh, he got a real bad cold. So we're wishing Dr. Max Corson the best, hoping that he'll uh, get feeling better real soon. And we look to see him sometime maybe mid-September where he can bring us his great book. Uh, David Moxley, our station owner, and uh, running the board for me this morning, he and I have been discussing some things in the news. And uh, with our opinion, of course, yours might be different. But uh, if it is, it's wrong. Isn't that right, David? (laughs) Well, no, I I can't say that. Uh, I'm not a politician, (laughs) but I think that's the the way uh, particularly our narcissistic president feels. Oh, yes. uh, No, I mean... Go ahead, finish I, Well, I, I tell you what, let's talk about that for one second, the opinion. You know, I, if anything upsets me and, and just honestly makes me sick, is there are a number of these man-on-the-street things, oh, Waters World and, you know, all different kinds of them. And, you know, I'm, I'm not the brightest bulb in the box by any stretch, but I know who the president is. I know who my senators are. I know, you know, uh, what's going on in the world. Not everything, but most things. And when they interview some of these people and show them a picture of George Washington and ask who this is, and they have no clue, we're in trouble in a lot of ways. But I would say that's our biggest 
problem. I, I, I mean, that just makes me sick. And, uh, you know, it, it, it could so easily be corrected. But people, it's a calculated people don't result, want to. David. Mm-hmm. It's, not a, it's not a mistake. This has been calculated for years through the education system. And you alluded to that earlier. But, I mean, this, this is where the powers to be have brought us and for the exact purpose that you see today. Well, they've done a hell of a good job, haven't they? Yeah. Again, that's another opinion. You know, as we were going into the break, we were mentioning if folks had any opinions or, uh, well, let's just say, uh, normally this program does book reviews, and we call it the prologue because it's an introduction to a book that you may not have heard of yet, and we want you to be aware of it so you can get out there and support the author and buy it, uh, like myself. I am an author, and I could, I'd appreciate your support tremendously. Um, we were mentioning websites or email addresses, beg your pardon. I have a personal one, which is Doug at DougDahlgren.com, or through the radio show here. I think we said the prologue. Actually, the correct address is Doug at AmericasWebRadio.com. So, and then look at it like this. If I get another Doug, we can make yours Doug 1 and there's Doug 2. There you go. So, see, I'm, I'm locked in at Doug 1 and no less than that. <laughs> so, anyway, we'd love to hear from you. If it's just you guys are nuts or, you know, what do you think you're doing? Or if you have a suggestion or a friend that you'd like to hear interviewed on the show, anything from the extreme to the serious, get in touch with me, Doug at AmericasWebRadio.com, and we leave the hyphen out of that. It's just AmericasWebRadio.com. Or you can contact me directly, Doug at DougDahlgren.com, whichever you prefer, and I promise you we'll get back to you. Now, David, we were talking in the news, and earlier you mentioned, or I mentioned, somebody mentioned, Mr. Donald Trump. And, of course, the big news right now has been the debate and the way Mr. Trump was uh, really attacked. Uh, there's no other word to, to, to call it, because I've never seen a person in a debate form be right out of the gate attacked by the moderators quite the way Mr. Trump was. And had he not acknowledged that he would not uh, make that pledge, they were ready to follow up. I mean, I could see Brett, who normally I really appreciate and approve of, Brett Baer. I think he's one of the better newscasters for pure news up until that moment in his life. That's because he's Uh, a Georgian. Well, yeah, he's from Marist High School. He was here in, in the Atlanta area. Yeah, he, he, he and his family, or he grew up right around the corner from where I live. Yeah, yeah. but he's always been, uh, since Brett Hume picked him, mm-hmm. he was the solid voice of news and not opinion. And that question uh, put in his lap to ask hurt him, hurt his credibility tremendously because it was definitely uh, the, the textbook example of a gotcha question. And I'm here to tell you, that had Mr. Trump stood there and tried to bluff his way through and not raised his hand, that they would have singled him out in a follow-up and pushed him. So, uh, you know, everybody out there, David, they're all quick to write off the support. And and even after that uh, debate, Mr. Trump is still up there. Uh, You know, I'm not declaring that he's the guy for me for president, but I do wish people would take a breath Everybody's quick to discount the supporters. And you've heard it, I've heard it. They all say, yeah, he, he's tapped into the anger out there. But will they discuss what that anger is? No. They just describe Tea Partiers, church-going folks. They just say they're angry, like that's uh, you know some 
something they should be ashamed of, but I don't think so. Uh, those of you out there that are upset that the Donald did not take that pledge a week or so ago, let me ask you this, okay? Do you remember all those newly elected Republicans, those congressmen and, and senators that you just put into office not quite a year ago? You remember them? <laughs> now, each one of them gave you multitudes of pledges and promises to get your vote. How did that work out for you? Think about it seriously. This is not a joke. There's, those are the pledges and the promises that these Republican establishment types have been making to us for years. And that is the source of the anger. Those things are hollow, and everybody knows it. And yet the establishment folks, even those people on Fox News, who are clearly in the bag for that, uh, Krauthammer, I used to love hearing what his opinion was. He's now so far in the bag for the establishment and Jeb Bush, it's not even funny. Even Stephen Hayes, uh, Britt Hume himself, all of these people. Chris Wallace has been a you-know-what from the get-go on there. And so his display on the debate really didn't shock me. I expected that from Chris Wallace. I think everybody does. I miss Sunday mornings because I don't watch that news show anymore because of Chris Wallace. Megan Kelly, somebody said today, I think my daughter's very upset, saying Megan Kelly's been getting threats, death threats, and that she's now going to take this vacation to get off the air and let things cool down. That's a shame. And folks out there, you know, if, if you're the type of people that want to go out and threaten somebody's life over something like that, well, you need to get some help because uh, you're way out of line and you're just way off base. But so was Megan. She was off base that night, and Megan does it with a purpose. I think she sees herself as the uh, heir apparent to maybe what Bill O'Reilly's been doing, but she doesn't know how to do it, and she doesn't do it the right way. She just comes off in a way that is not attractive, and she tries to be so attractive, and she's, she'd shut up, she'd be pretty. But lately, she's just been shooting her mouth off me, me, me stuff, and she tried to make that debate about her, and not about the answers from the candidates. And I think it's showing in the population and the people and their response to it how that goes. And, of course, Fox and everybody else is trying to defend it. But the bottom line is Donald Trump may or may not be the right man to sit in the office at the White House. But what he is saying right now is more than just tapping into people's anger. It needs to be paid attention to. We are going down real fast and we're leaving a little line in the commode because everybody in this country thinks they want what they want right now and that's it and the rest of us are afraid to say anything about it Donald Trump is saying something about it he's saying you better wake up or we're all going down the drain and that's the truth so if you want to continue to appease if you want to continue to take down flags and dig up dead people and, and carve things off of mountains, well, then go right ahead and see where that gets you. It's getting you nowhere. You need to listen to the messages about why this country's going down the tubes and who's taking us there, because we're in deep trouble. I don't know which of those candidates will stand up and be the right one to be the president of the United States. And I, like David, I don't think on the Democratic side that it is going to be Hillary. I fear something uh, 
much more dangerous, and it's also a female. And she would be, if if you can imagine, she would be worse than Hillary Clinton because she's much more of an ideologue and much more willing to lie, cowabunga, than Hillary. So, folks, I you know I hope people can wake up and quit just allowing folks to write off what Donald Trump is saying as we're tapping into anger. It is an anger. It's the truth. And we'll see how far he can go with it. But at any rate, I kind of pontificated on that one. You got anything to add? <laughs> no, you pretty well covered it. Um, it's... Uh... I guess it, it it comes back to what I said earlier and what we talked about a little bit. It it, it still comes back to education. Uh, you know, at this point, I, I, I can't mentally get my head around it, how anyone could, with what has happened, with the proof that's there, support Hillary in any shape, form, or fashion. I could sort of get my head around it if they said, well, she... I really don't see that she should serve time in jail. I could maybe get my head around that a little bit. But as far as supporting her and defending her, I, I can't understand somebody that would do that. I, I, it's beyond me. Oh, it, it, Well, like, like both of us have predicted, I don't think she'll be the candidate anyway. That's just not... That's not in the cards, and whether it be in Obama's hand or somebody else's. There's something else about this Trump deal that I want to bring up. Uh, a lot of people are mad at him about this threat they see of him going third party. Okay? Uh, I want people to think about something. We lost an election in 2012. A lot of reasons we lost it. But on the run-up to that election, part of the problem was what we call the elitist, the establishment Republicans, were running around telling Tea Party supporters and churchgoers to basically shut up and go home. Now, as you'll recall, Mitt Romney lost that election with a total of 4 million votes less than John McCain received in 2008. That's 4 million less. If he had gotten the same count as John McCain received, Mitt Romney would be the president today. So what I'm trying to suggest to you is that that hard work by our establishment Republicans telling people to shut up and go home, you're hurting us, that may have added to that 4 million who did not vote. I'm not discounting the the people who had an objection to religion, which is really kind of stupid. But anyway, that happened, but... You don't need to discount the fact that you've got a group of people who think it is their right and privilege to tell the rest of us who we'll vote for and when. They do not. And I've been face-to-face, toe-to-toe with some of them who will tell you, what have you done for the party? I've worked hard. Well, good for you. I'm proud of you. But that doesn't make your opinion, doesn't make your feelings of right and wrong any better than mine. So anyway, uh, it's coming up on another break, and we're going to do that right now. But third party the elitist establishment is our third party we need to drag them in to our way of thinking and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes from doug dahlgren an action series that grabs you and won't let go four members of congress all die within months each death appears to be from natural causes but when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long dead revolutionary war heroes one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer 
His search uncovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun, Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, in Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And good morning again. My name is Doug Dahlgren. I hope you're still with us. I'm fairly opinionated. Uh, I don't do that on the book review program, the prologue. Uh, Today's a special little case here. We've got David on here, and I have to blame David. He's got me all excited talking about this political stuff. But uh, it's important. It really is, and I hope that people will do a little private thinking and, and really look at uh, maybe that uh, food stamp card or whatever they call it, ETB or whatever they call the thing today. Look at that thing if you've got one and think about the fact that somebody else is paying for that. And what happens when they no longer have the money to pay for that card? It's uh, going to be difficult uh, because that's the thing about the socialist tendencies that we are moving towards very rapidly if we're not in them already uh, it works fine as long as you don't run out of other people's money but we're running out of other people's money and that's me and you so the, the, the debt you know you hear the people on the right pointing at the debt how are you ever going to pay back 19 trillion dollars but the people on the left don't care because responsibility is one of the tenets of the left. They just don't believe in it. They don't believe in personal responsibility. The only thing that can be responsible for anything is a flag or a gun. Those are responsible for hurting people. But individuals apparently are not responsible for a blooming thing. So they look at that huge debt that this country's incurred up there and just, it's going to just go away. In other words, they would default on it. Where does that put us in the world? Exactly where would that put us in the world? And I wonder what our uh, folks who are concerned about it, I'm concerned about it. I'm concerned for my great-grandchildren. My grandchildren are screwed. I mean, there's no way to get out from under this. But how in the world do you begin to pay back a sum like that and maintain a defense of your borders? I don't know. You got any ideas on the debt there, David? No, but I got a question for you. You know, now you and I both like history. I, I like the news. You like the news, and like thinking about what's going on. But just what you said is that more newsworthy, or is it a spoiled brat that deflated some footballs and isn't going to get his million dollars a day or million dollars a game? 
Which one of those is more important, and which one of those did you hear more about this past week? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the idea is what do you want to talk about? And the media wants to talk about what Fearless Leader wants to talk about. He doesn't want to talk about the, the real news, the hard news, the debt, and what's happening in, in Iran and this crazy deal that's going on. He would much rather talk about Tom Brady and his balls. <laughs> yeah. That was maybe a slip. I don't know. I'm no. not a professional like you are, dude. But truthfully, it's much easier to talk about that kind of thing because it doesn't require anybody to think. You know, who cares? Why is it that the National Football League is so dead gum important anyway? And why is it a guy from the National Football League can punch his wife out on video, knock her cold in an elevator, and get a two-game suspension, and a guy accused with no proof of letting air out of some balls gets a four-game suspension? I mean, that's not that I care, but that in its face makes no sense at all. You know. Again, it's what do you want to talk about and what do you not want to talk about, I think, that drives our news media. Because they really don't want to embarrass Mr. Obama or anything toward the left in any way, shape, or form. And they've got their heels dug in. They're not going to. You know, you can call the stations. You can jump up and down. And they don't care. They're in it for the long haul. This is what they're going to do. And uh, what do we call the, the media in this country, the fourth estate? It's in bankruptcy. It's totally gone. But anyhow, I also hear uh, that there's a plot now. This is hot off the presses. There is a plot that the GOP elites are getting ready to dump Trump. Now, how in the world are they going to do that? You got any ideas? Have you heard about this deal? No, no. Uh, And I don't have any idea how they would do it, actually. I I think... uh, I think if they... You know, it would be, uh, they'd be cutting their nose off to spite their face. My personal opinion, which uh, that and a nickel won't get you much, um, is that if the Republicans treat him, quote, unquote, fairly, keep going along, I personally think Mr. Trump will burn himself out. Uh, he'll, He'll be like the... Uh, rocket or whatever, you know, and he will have had his burst. If he doesn't, then maybe it is time for somebody like him. I I don't want to answer that one way or the other. But uh, if they try to pull a thing of dumping Trump, I think they'll find so much backlash on that that uh, the Republicans will become the third party. I agree with you, and uh, but I wonder if they worry about that. I, I have said several times in public and other places, the elitists on the establishment side of the Republican Party, they only want to win, and I mean only want to win under their terms. And they tell us how they're going to get rid of Obamacare and get rid of the IRS and get rid of all this stuff. They have no intention of doing any of that. What they're doing is trying to convince you, nickel and dime, first we have to have the House, then we have to have the Senate, now we have to have the White House, we can't do anything. All these incremental steps that they claim they have to have, all they want to do is be in charge of this stuff. I don't think you'll ever see, under the current 
two-party system, Obamacare being done away with it, and it is destroying not the health care. It has nothing to do with health care, folks. The Obamacare network is destroying the insurance system for health care in this country. That's what its target has been from the beginning, and that's what it's doing. And it is affecting health care in just terrible ways throughout the country. And you folks who think you're getting something for free uh, are soon going to find out the value of what free is. Uh, but again, it's, it's just how do we stop this? We've got two parties. Both of them want to be in charge of an illicit system because there is money to be made at the top. And how we get around that, I don't know. I just don't have any idea. But like David said, I think that the elites are going to start getting even probably bigger than four-letter name-calling. Words like xenophobic and uh, other things like that, that they're going to start calling Trump and his supporters, and they're going to try hard as they can to, to push those people back into their homes and off the networks and off the streets uh, so that if they win, if they win, like, as George Will says, we have to get them to come to our side on our terms. So there's no compromising uh, under his watch whatsoever. George Will is just hardcore. You know, if, if people go to church, want to be in the Republican Party, when they're going to have to give up some of those principles that they read in the Bible. That's all there is to it, because they're hurting us. Now, he may not say it that way, but that is what he's saying. And that's what really all of them are saying. Our standards and principles are dragging down the party because it upsets certain people on the left. And we need to be educating those people on the left. I've never heard of anybody that broke into a country illegally to get here because they were drawn by the possibility of changing everything that they came here for. It doesn't make sense. They came here for what we were, for the opportunities that we offered to everybody. And now those opportunities are going away. So I don't know. Um, If we don't start telling these folks the truth, the Latino vote is very large. And a lot of them are out there voting that probably are not even legal Americans. But we can stand here and we can argue about that all day just like we can argue about what happened at Benghazi all day, the only fact that matters to me about Benghazi is they lied. And they want to tie us up in things that we all know probably happened, but we can't prove the bad things that happened that led up to it. The important thing to me, folks, about Benghazi is that they lied to us to skate past an election. Concentrate on that. Think about that. That is what they did. You want to let them get away with it while arguing over everything else? Well, you know, I guess that's what we need to do. We need to stand on something. But if we could nail them on that basic truth, they lied to us about what was going on at Benghazi. It was a terrorist attack from the very beginning. Why the terrorists were interested in attacking us there is another separate story, and it's damaging and bad, but we have to concentrate on the fact that they lied to us. And they lied to us for a reason to win an election. That's terrible. That's jail time. And I hope that folks will settle down and, and really get their Congress people to zero in on it if you're listening, Trey Gowdy. Anyway, David, we're, we're getting close to the end of this show here. I'm sure that you've had a great time. It's always I, interesting. 
Well, talking about this stuff is frustrating, and, uh, you know, we need to see people taking action, and I don't mean pitchforks and uh, fires and all that, but what I do mean is people getting out there with their signs, calling their congresspeople, calling the TV stations, uh, maybe even going so far as picking other patients to shop. Now, listen, I'm not advocating boycotts. I'm just saying that economic sanctions work, okay? And if you don't like what you're seeing on TV, consider that. At any rate, folks, my name is Doug Dahlgren. and I want to thank David for putting up with me this morning. We kind of did this on a short string, filling in because we had a guest who was ill. But I hope you've listened. I hope you've uh, picked up on some of the insights here. And if you disagree, get in touch with me, Doug at AmericasWebRadio.com or Doug at DougDahlgren.com. And that's also if you would like to be a guest. If you've got a book or if you've got some music you want folks to hear about, reach out, get in touch with me. We'll put you on the air. But uh, in the meantime, I have books out there. Again, my name is Doug Dahlgren. I am a fiction writer. I write plausible fiction, and I think you'll enjoy them. I'm not just being immodest. Uh, Check them out on Amazon.com if you would. Uh, The first of a six-book series is called The Sun and Silas Rising, and it is about a current young man who takes his ethics and his motivation from none other than the Sons of Liberty. So I hope you'll look into that. And please be with me next week. We will have an author here. Her name is Susan Coriel. She writes Southern Gothic novels, and you're going to really enjoy hearing about her. So, David, again, thank you so much. Folks, I hope you have a great weekend. This is Doug Dahlgren. We'll see you next week. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.